Welcome to the Cowtown Cats Lacrosse Podcast, where we talk all things Panther City Lacrosse Club. Now here are your hosts, Nicholas and Andy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cowtown Cats Lacrosse Podcast. And this is more of our end of the year 2023 highlights episode. Um, last season at the end of the year we did, or last year at the end of the year, uh, we did kind of a um, top five moments from the year. And this year I was like, well, hey, we should do something like that again. So this is a little bit more unscripted, but, you know, we, we have a chance to talk about kind of our year in review with us and Panther City. So uh, I'm Nicholas, of course, joined by Andy. Hello, hello. And uh, Andy, it, it, it another year has passed and uh, uh, we're into season three of Panther City. You know, we're getting ready for 2024. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Wow, time flies and there have been a lot of great moments. Obviously, this season's early on, but this combined with how things finished last year, there's a, a lot of great moments that we can go over. Yeah, and, and let's just make uh, let everybody know right off the bat, there's probably a few moments we're going to, you know, both have in our list. And this isn't a, this is the top moment of all time of the year and stuff like that. This is just our top five moments and we get to kind of talk about them over. But um, I mean, I'll kick things off. My my first moment from this year, and it was a, a small moment, but it was a fun moment, was mainly because we kind of got to talk to the person who designed them. But for me, uh, my, my number five moment was the, the Texas theme night for Panther City earlier this year where they got the, to wear their first ever custom jersey, uh, which shout out to uh, Abigail Rosenbaum. I mean, I hope she's doing good where she's at now. But I just thought that was kind of a cool moment for not only Panther City to have their own custom jerseys, but for them to auction it off. And then for... You know, for us, the fans, to just be like, oh, that's awesome that they made something unique. Well, even at the games nowadays, one of the coolest things is to, to see some of those Texas Forever or Texas Heritage Night jerseys floating around. Like you said, shout out to Abby. I, I think she got a great opportunity at the collegiate level out of state. So she's she's doing well. And I'll, I'll credit her. She did a great job with those designs. And the team liked them. Obviously, the fans liked them. Raised a lot of money. So... Yeah, yeah, that that abs- that absolutely deserves to be in there. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's it's not a big moment, but for me, it was just like something really cool because they teased them early on in the season, and then they had the team take pictures with them, and then of course with them auctioning it off, and now you get to see them pretty much any home game. The people who won those jerseys, which, as we talked about when it happened, I, I kind of wish I would have won one. <laughs> But yeah, you know, so that that's my number five moment. What about for yourself? What's, what's the first one you got for your list? I think we ended up taking slightly different different routes on this because all of mine are are probably more game related. Oh. <laughs> thinking about thinking about what you said, that I'm I thought, man, I should have had that in my top five. But be that as in May, I had a moment from last season in my fifth spot as well it was a um actually a little watch party that you and i had at somewhere in fort worth or arlington and it was a game against the philadelphia wings in philadelphia january 14th 2023 panther city was down by four goals early on and somehow came back to win by two points including an incredible juke by will malcolm 
to give Panther City the lead with just under a minute to go in the fourth. It was probably, I don't know if I'd call it the signature win of that year, but it definitely helped kind of turn the season around a bit, especially as it was in the midst of the long January road trip that the team goes on annually. So really <laughs> good win, got, got us going in the right direction for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, that was, um, uh, first of all, that was so much fun to, to watch the game and just interact with other people who were, like, starting kind of get, getting interested into what we were watching because right. obviously there was, like, football and basketball and all that going mm-hmm. on. But, but yeah, having that Will Malcolm juke, oh, my gosh. that was, Yeah, no, <laughs> believe me, it was definitely something. I, I was even thinking not even the game, just that play in itself as a top five moment because yeah. just – how good it was, but yeah, no, that was that was definitely a highlight of this season. Uh, well, from my next moment, again, I, I think we kind of took some different avenues on this. Um, my next moment was kind of a two-parter because the the second part will come up later, but it's Panther City clinching their first ever playoff berth, and it was oh, so, okay. it was something that I think we had both, you know, were hoping for as the season started. And obviously, you know, something that we thought could happen. And, you know, as the season went on, we were like, oh, my gosh. I mean, we're playing really good. We're getting some good wins. We're kind of in the thick of things. Can we make it? Uh, and can we get to that spot uh, to where we're, we make the playoffs? And sure enough, it was uh, April 15th against Vancouver, a 9-8 win, a, you know, very hard-fought game, but a 9-8 win against Vancouver led to our first-ever playoff berth for Panther City. I thought that was just a, a great moment in itself for the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a great win. Um, I won't go into it in as much detail because it might be a little higher up on my, my list. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, but yeah, great choice. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was it was just a good experience for not only the team, but for us, the fans. Uh, but yeah, that was what I had for number four. What do, you, what do you got for your number four? My number four, you don't have to go too far back. It's actually within the same month. Um, December 1st, oh. we had a season opening win to start off this current season. It, I thought it was important because, one, it's the season opener in this new format that we have. But two, it was on the road in Vancouver. Now, granted, the team's only three years old at this point, but it was our first road opening win ever because we lost the first ever game, the inaugural season, and last year's win against Las Vegas was at home. So it was great to see the team come out strong on the road to start out. There was a shaky start as we have become kind of accustomed to letting an early goal get past us, but those last three and a half quarters were excellent, and Crawford... Calvin Crawford started out his 18th season with a bang, with five goals total. So, really, really good way to kick things off this year, and hopefully we can recapture some of that magic going into 2024. Well, and, and yeah, no, I mean, Crawford having that, that that night the way he did just was kind of icing on the cake, which, uh, spoiler alert, leads me into my number three moment. And again, it, it's not really game-related, but... It's a moment that I think has affected the, the team since, and that was January 18th. We make a trade with the New York Riptide 
to get Colin Crawford. Um, not only that, but it's a two-parter. We get that, and then a re-sign in the off-season to keep him. I think both of those moments can kind of be conjoined into one, but I think that's a moment for Panther City, the team, and for the fans to be like, yes, we have this veteran player, we have this experience, uh, now let's take that experience and go forward. And go forward we did at the end of last season for sure, and coming into this season with him not only having great games at the end of last year, helping us get in the playoffs, but then, start, like you just mentioned, you know, having a great game right off the bat this season. Yeah, this is kind of funny. I didn't think this was happen, but my number three is basically exactly the same as yours. <laughs> well, not quite, because I, I only counted the trade and didn't even think about us re-signing him this offseason. But yeah, that January 18th trade with the Riptide, where we essentially gave up draft capital and some backups like uh, D- Damien's backup and goalie uh-huh. next to McLeod, I think it was Kevin Orleman. Yep. And so basically g- traded these guys that weren't getting much time for us to give them a better opportunity and some draft capital down the road to show that Panther City was serious about winning now. And Callum, his play speaks for itself. He's an all-time great and he's a great veteran presence for the younger guys on the team too so for us to be able to get someone of that caliber in just our second season i think he's a big part of why we had so much success in just season number two well and i think you kind of touched on too maybe a a slight reason why he decided to sign with us was because he does have you know he has his family in oklahoma he coaches in there so Mm -hmm. you know it, it it worked out for both us and him you know it's like hey Yes. We'll, we'll trade for this guy, and it's beneficial to you, too. And he's like, okay, well, hey, you know. Which, again, I think was a factor that led to him staying with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think he likes the proximity. Obviously, he's still hungry for a title. He has great familiarity with Coach TK from TK's playing days. So, really, he's fit like a glove so, so far. And hopefully... He's still got a lot left in the tank. All indications indicate that he does. So it'll be awesome to see how he does to, to not finish out his career, but play these these um, these high teenth seasons for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and it was just kind of a, a big moment for, like you said, the team as a whole to get that kind of a veteran leadership in there. Uh, well, since we both had number three, I'll let you kick off number two on this one. Then what's your number two for you got? My number two was actually your number four. Oh, <laughs> so it was, it was the April 15th playoff clinching win versus Vancouver, again on the road. Man, like Vancouver dots a lot of my moments, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for them and, and, and in Vancouver. So, yeah, like you mentioned, it was a great back-and-forth affair, pretty low scoring in 9-8, but it was capped off by a great Matt Hossack go-ahead goal in transition pretty late. I don't remember if it was the go-ahead score or the tying score. I want to say it was a go-ahead, but regardless, it was great to see that from Haas of all guys, the captain who leads the team and just just showed what a great leader and performer he is in crunch time. Um, obviously, we got close to the inaugural season, but didn't quite make it. So for us to get over that hump as early as year two was really cool to see. So yeah, that's my number two. Well, and, and not only, you know, touching on that game a little bit more, I mean, 
it, it was good not only for a team, but like Daymood, I mean, he had some really clutch saves at the end of that game too, to mm -hmm. keep us at that at that one goal lead. So you know, once once the the horn sounded, I mean, he he just went off. He was excited. Everybody was excited because they knew that's all they needed to to clinch that spot was that one win. Uh, it was pretty much a, a win win that game and get in. But uh, but yeah, it was just it was a great moment for them. Um, that moment leads to my number two moment. There's only, believe me, there's other moments. I might touch on some, uh, some honorable mentions as well before we get to our number one. But my number two moment was the playoff game against Calgary. And mm, I, I'm okay. going to, I'm going to say it's not because we lost. It's because we showed that we belonged because it could have been just a complete blowout. We went against Calgary the week before we got the, you know, the snot kicked out of us pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, and so coming into this game, it was like, well, we can either let that happen again or we can show up and sure the final score was, you know, 12 to nine. So it doesn't seem like it was close, but I think for the most part, it was close pretty much the entire game. And not only that, but just us getting a chance to go, you know, go to a watch party and see the, you know, the fans there and, and other, meet other people rooting for Panther City. That was, that was just an experience in itself. But that's my number two moment, their first playoff game in franchise history. Yeah, yeah, that, like you mentioned, the game itself was a good one. It's unfortunate they came out, they didn't come out um, with a win. But really good experience for the guys, and then the watch party itself, just meeting other fans, hanging out with them, and in that kind of more intimate environment, cheering, cheering the team on the road. Um, yeah, again, uh, kind of similar to earlier. I don't want to talk too much about it because it might be coming <laughs> up for me. Well, well, before we get to our number ones, uh, I definitely wanted to touch on a few honorable mentions. I, I don't know if you had any honorable mentions. One of them I wanted to touch on was just the extension of um, uh, Coach TK. I mean, the fact that we signed him to an extension in the offseason, getting that leadership in the locker room for the, the next few years, I think is something is a moment that should be highlighted in 2023. Do you have any you wanted to highlight uh, just as your kind of maybe honorable mention that you could think of? The ones that come to mind are, I know he was extended. I believe um, Bob Hamley was extended as well. Is it? So we already touched about Cro on Crawford's earlier. Um, I believe I believe Will Malcolm was extended this off season. So there's a lot of those things that th those moves that happen over the the off season that that are really key. Um, yeah, yeah. I would and and then the um, like you said the Texas Forever jerseys. That was a really really big one. Um, for me personally, it was really cool meeting the players at the at the Lacrosse Unlim Unlimited store in Plano. There, there were I think five or six in market guys what? last year, so it was cool to meet them, get to talk to them about the season up to that point. And then after the the season finale against Calgary, um, getting to to chat with the players one on one and get get their signatures on some nice merch. That was pretty cool. I, I'm going to cherish my my signed um, uh, jersey. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. I mean, that was a cool moment. I'm glad you know for 
I'll say this and add, you know, moments for me for this year. It just obviously everything we do with the podcast has been fun. I think interviewing Casey Busher, uh, Abigail yes. Rosenbaum, mm-hmm. Nick Coyne, I mean, all of them I think were great interviews. But not only that, but then like recording the, you know, the season preview, getting to go to, um, you know, Lacrosse Unlimited. As you guys will see mm-hmm. later, we went to Panther City Barbecue, uh, you know, and Cowtown Brewery. But it was just, it, it was fun to, it's been fun to do these things and have these moments this year. So my my thing that I'm looking forward to, and, and it'll be a moment for 2024, is finally getting to a home game and, and getting that press, you know, experience because... Yeah, that that's something I'm excited to get to see. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something to look forward to. And, and man, I I feel bad <laughs> that, that I didn't think of the those um all those great guest interviews we had. And props to the the team and those individuals themselves, Abby, Casey, and Nick for taking time out of their schedules to be able to to chat with us about the the, the team and the season and what they did on a day to day basis. It, Gives gives us and gives y'all great content to listen to and and talk about and really kind of shows how how accessible this team is and how how friendly they are to try to foster the fan base. Yeah, it would. I'll say this: it'd be nice to see who the graphic designer is this year. It'd be fun to have them on because mm-hmm. I'll say this: at the Abigail Rosenbaum interview, that's uh, that's probably our most listened to episode uh, out of the entire year. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously. Oh, nice getting that experience and getting that chance to interview them was exciting for not only us, but for them as well. Uh, well that of course leads us to our number one moment of the year. And I, I, I think I figured out what yours is mine. I'm sorry. There's only one moment that I think, you know, besides, besides the obvious, like, Hey, we made the playoffs and stuff like that. But there is one moment this year that I think kind of stood out above the rest. And, it is Jonathan Donville winning Rookie of the Year. Uh, he had just a crazy, amazing season for the team, and the numbers he put up last year, and the just the the play that he had over the over the 2023 season, obviously was good enough to to have some people take notice, leading him to the Rookie of the Year. I mean, he beat out some some really good other rookies last year for sure, mm-hmm. but. No, I, for me, I think that's the top moment for 2023. Uh, Jonathan Donville getting that Rookie of the Year. And, and not only that, but like hopefully that leads to a, a great second year and, and maybe we can get some uh, another Rookie of the Year going on this year. But uh, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a defining moment for not only him, but for the team as well for this year. Yeah, man, that's a great shit. God, that's another one I, did. I didn't even think of. I, I guess I was so focused on like, on the, on the um, individual games, if you will. But yeah, very much deserved to Donville. And if I'm not mistaken, Gautier was even in the running for it. So it was cool that we had not one, but two rookie of the year contenders and that one of those guys was able to snag it. Obviously in Patrick Dodd's first, first season, uh-huh. um, he was a contender as well. So the... Panther City hats off to the to the front office for being able to draft really well, bring in great young players who are able to contribute right off the bat, as Donville showed. Well, yeah, and and I think it, it just shows kind of what 
what they look for uh, when they add pieces to this team. Uh, that's my number one. What do you have for your number one? Well, it was, yeah, probably revealed a little bit earlier, but I got to go with the May 5th playoff game versus Calgary. The first one in the franchise's history, in its very young history of just two seasons. Um, we didn't win the game, but the team held the lead early and played competitively without Coach TK at the helm. Steve Told did a great job getting the guys prepared and competitive. Um, Calgary would eventually have not only the goalie of the year, but the MVP in Christian Del Bianco, who's obviously one of the best goalies in the league. Not only that, they have one of the best transition players of the league and two-time reigning transition player of the year, Zach Courier. On top of that, you have guys like Tyler Pace who are really good. And so all these, all, they had all this kind of, I don't want to call them a top, top-heavy team, but all this talent that gets really noticed. And with us, the team, with Panther City being so young, we're really still kind of flying under the radar at this point. So the fact that those guys were able to compete without TK being able to, to help out, I think it, even though we lost, it gave the players a taste of things that come and hopefully what's their appetite with for more postseason success in the future. Yeah, and that's a fact we keep forgetting is that, yeah, Coach TK was unfortunately unable to coach during that that game. So it's, it's like, what could have happened? What might have happened, you know, if he was there? And not saying that anything different might have happened, but I don't know. It's just, it gives you a different outlook, you know, depending on who's running the ship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, yeah. And, and now... Again, we touched on, or I mentioned it earlier, I think it was just a great moment for the team. It was a great moment for the fans, uh, getting to meet all those fans. Not like that, but then like leading into this season and just, you know, having that kind of experience. Now, uh, now obviously, uh, we had wished that this season maybe would have started off a, a little bit differently with, uh, you know, after that playoff appearance, but... I think it gives us the opportunity, especially with no East and no West, it gives us the opportunity to make a better chance to make the playoffs almost. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. And, you know, the season's still young. If we can play, I don't want to say spoiler, but if we can surprise the league with some wins against high-level teams, I think that'll go a long way in stamping Panther City's footprint as a team to to be reckoned with in the league. We hung close with Toronto. I imagine we're going to play. I'm hoping that we were able to give every team our best shot, regardless of where they are in the standings. Well, and and just, you know, throwing it out there. I mean, we saw it last season, you know, Georgia was able to come back from, you know, a one win, (laughs) you know, season at that point Mm -hmm. and almost make the playoffs. Even in our first season, you know, we struggled early on, but we were able to find enough footing to almost make the playoffs. So it's just, I, I think there's a, a couple of things we need to improve on going into the twenty, you know, the year of 2024. But, uh, well, of course, I mean, that that is our, uh, again, not in any specific order, but our top five moments from 2023. Um, what's, what's one thing you would like to see in 2024? If, if you were to, get a crystal ball out and say, this is one thing I want to see 
that happens for Panther City next year, what would it be? I would say a, well, two things, which kind of go hand in hand. I would say a playoff win is 1A and a home playoff game as 1B. Now, home playoff game obviously means we either get a top four seed or we don't get a top four seed, but we're able to win our first round matchup. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I might have that a little off under the, uh, under the new format, but yeah. I think I think it's still set I'd up the, see... the same way. Uh, I think with just one oh, game okay. and then best of three and best of three. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, in in that case, de- would definitely love to see a playoff win, whether it's at home or on the road. And with that, that should essentially guarantee us a, a home playoff game, which would be awesome for the fans to see. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same uh, line as you are. I, I definitely want a home playoff game. I, I just want, I want, I want them to keep growing. Um, yeah. I know that's hard, hard to ask. You know, with with teams that maybe don't get as much recognition in the area or stuff like that. But I I want the community to keep growing and I want the fan base to keep going or growing because I feel like that's what's ultimately going to get us, you know, if we get a home playoff game, that's what's really going to set us off is like, hey, you know, we have this awesome home crowd and, you know, even that kind of energy can help us win a game that maybe we don't play great at. So, yeah, home playoff game for sure, but on the side, you know, just the continuing growth of Panther City, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good thing to, to look forward to. We've still got a great mix of vets and young talent. All of them, they're all really good players. They just got to figure out a way to, to gel on both ends of the ball and do that for sustained periods of time. With that, I think we can expect good things to come. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully uh, those are things we get to see in 2024 as the new year comes upon us. Uh, As always, you know, I know this is kind of a shorter episode, but thank you all for listening. You know, as we've said before, be sure to check us out, of course, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, And, of course, our full videos on YouTube. Thank you guys for a wonderful 2023. I am once again Nicholas. And I'm once again, Andy. And uh, we'll see you next year? Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Technically next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're there, man. I mean, it's, it's 2024. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy mm-hmm. how this went by. But, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Sweet. Cheers, y'all. Yo.